Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. And welcome back to this series on teaching challenges and how we can respond to them with faith and hope. We're laying some groundwork in this first series that we're going to come back to in future series as we explore specific topics like balance or classroom management or student motivation um, in series to come. So just to recap where we've been, in episode one, we talked about um, how exactly do we trust God and the need to surrender to the plan that he has for us and to trust in his sovereignty and his goodness. Then last week, we talked about how we should view trials and the fact that God made the world good, uh, but that sin really messed it up and the brokenness that is in the world as a result, but how, praise God, he works through trials and through challenges and that we're only in the middle of the story, right? Um, He will make all things right in the end. So with that in our minds, this week, we're going to talk about how we can find our identity and worth in Christ and why that matters for teaching and how that actually enables us to face challenges so much better uh, because we're not bringing extra identity issues and baggage with us to them. So let's dive into this week's conversation. So the reality is that identity, how we view ourselves, affects so much uh, it affects how we act. It affects how we think. Uh, it affects how how easily or not easily it is to deal with um, difficult situations. And as Christians, we have a different way of looking at identity than our unsaved friends, colleagues, and students. And it's really important that we understand that. So if I were to ask you to describe yourself, <laughs> um. What words come to mind? Those are things that we sometimes place our identity in. So, for example, you might say, well, I'm a teacher. So part of your identity um, might be found in the fact that that's what I do. And and that might be a big part of how you see yourself. Uh, Maybe you're a mom or a dad, a coach. Maybe you volunteer. Um, so those are those are some roles that maybe you play that sometimes we really find a lot of identity in. Um, we can find our worth and say, like, this is what makes me have worth, the fact that I do this. Um, sometimes when we think of identity, uh, we tie it to attributes. We tie it to, well, I'm well-respected, and that's really important. That's I really cling to that. That's where I find my identity. Or I'm the fun person, uh, or I'm really well-liked, or I'm a hard worker. And we tie our identity and our worth to those things. Um, Sometimes uh, if I ask you this, like how, when do you feel like you have worth? Uh, You might not have be something that you can clearly articulate, but when you hear me say these things, do any of these resonate with you? Maybe deep down in your heart, you feel like you're worthy and have worth if you're a good teacher. Conversely, if you feel like you're a bad teacher, you feel like you don't have worth. That's the thing. Anything we're tying our identity to, um, you can kind of identify it because when you when you imagine it not happening, you get really scared and panicky. 
because your identity is tied for it. I'm going to go back to that thought for a second with the things. When I said, I am a teacher, if the thought of not being a teacher like scares you, it's probably because your identity your identity is connected to that. That I really experienced that when I stepped away from teaching. I was like, but this is who I am. <laughs> and I had to really deal with that. Um, so if it's anything like where you think, okay, if I wasn't this role, who am I? That's where we're placing our identity. So, so back to this. We might say, I have worth if I'm a good teacher. So conversely, if I'm a bad teacher, uh, what am I doing? Where is my worth? Um, here's another one. I have worth if others acknowledge and praise me. If that's where I'm finding my worth in others' acknowledgement and praise, then if others don't acknowledge me and they don't praise me and maybe they criticize me, now I feel so defeated because my worth is being attacked. Uh, Here's another one. Um, Sometimes we find our worth in whether or not people respect us, students, colleagues, administration. So once again, if that's not happening, (laughs) we're in trouble. Uh, Here's another one. Sometimes we feel like we have worth if our students are doing well academically. Sometimes we feel like our worth is tied to how hard we work. Or conversely, um, some some of you might re- resonate with, I have worth if I have a healthy work-life balance. So those are kind of two different ways of looking at it, but I think both of those can, can be tied to worth. Um, here's another one. I have worth if I'm making a difference in my students' lives and impacting them. So... All of these are things, and there's a ton more, uh, maybe different things are popping in your mind that that relate to you, where we say, okay, this is where I find my worth. This is tied to my identity. When those things are going well, it, you know, we don't, we don't even notice that we're t- finding our identity in them. You know, it's just, it's just everything's fine. It's not really a problem. But what happens when they aren't going well? Like I was just saying, if my worth is tied to others' acknowledgement and praise, and then I'm not getting that, oh boy. (laughs) If my worth is tied to, um, you know, students respecting me, and then they're being disrespectful, then I'm not just dealing with a classroom issue. My identity is being attacked, and that's going to really affect how I respond, right? Um, So we have to really think about this. Where Where are we placing our identity? And as Christians, the great news is that we have a really firm foundation for our identity and our worth that has nothing to do with who any of our roles that we play and anything that we do. And that is really great news. And if we can grasp a hold of who Christ says we are, which is who we truly are, then that can free us to be able to deal with challenges without all that baggage, right? Because when someone's disrespectful or when I'm not getting the acknowledgement that I want or when something's really hard or when I'm not able to work as hard as I normally can or when I'm struggling with work-life balance, I can deal with the issue, but it's not my worth isn't being attacked because my worth and my identity is secure in Christ, okay? So let's look for a few minutes at some of the things that Christ says we are. I'm just going to go through these. Um, First of all, we are God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved. If you are in him, let me caveat that here. This is what things that God says of those who are in Christ who have placed their trust in him. So we are God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved. It's from Colossians 3.12. From Ephesians 2.19, we are members of God's household uh, and fellow citizens with the saints. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21, we have been declared 
righteous. That one's huge. (laughs) We've been declared righteous on good days and bad days. We wear the robe of Jesus' righteousness. He has given it to us. That's how God sees us. We are citizens of heaven, Philippians 3.20. Our citizenship is there. It is firm that cannot be changed. Um, So if we, just quick excursus here, if too much of our identity and worth is found in our American citizenship or Canadian citizenship or English citizenship or wherever country you're a citizen of, that worth can be attacked. That worth is not completely, um, that identity you know, is threatened by all kinds of things, politically, socially, whatever it is. But our citizenship in heaven is secure. So we need to cling to that. Um, Ephesians 2.13, um, we are described as accepted by God and brought near to him. John 1.12, we are God's children. <laughs> That's said so often that we're like, oh yeah, I know. But t- take some time to think about that. Like, Wow. That's that's incredible. Uh, Romans 6.22, we have been made free from sin and become servants of God. I mean, any one of these is just life-changing if we can really grasp it. And 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are his ambassadors, his representatives. And every single one of these, not, not a one of them is conditional. They're all unconditional for those who are in Christ. They're all no matter what. No matter if, you know, our, our students are respectful or they get good test scores or if we get a good evaluation or if, um, you know, someone, a parent criticized us or if the parent thinks we're amazing, you know, n- none of those ups and downs affect this. This is who we are. And when we ground our identity and our worth there, when that is where it's found, then when these challenges come, yes, we still have to face them. We're going to talk all about that. But we don't have that extra baggage. Our identity is not being attacked. Um, And sometimes, as I said, we don't even notice that that's why we are. Do you ever... um, respond to something and you're like, oh my goodness, I got so upset at that. Why was I so, so, so upset? Like almost like way beyond scope of what should have been happening or where, where I, how upset I should have been. Sometimes it's because, well, this was tied to our identity and our identity was under attack without us even realizing it. Your, you felt like your worth was under attack. Um, so when we have our identity and worth in Christ instead, um, that, that baggage isn't there. This is not like a flip a switch. I never feel like my identity isn't anything but Christ ever again. But the more we can gradually understand this, the less and the less pull um, these things have and the less baggage we're encumbered with and the more we're free uh, to face challenges in the way that God would have us. And, you know, which brings us to the question, well, how exactly do we do this? If we're like, okay, I want my identity to be in Christ, but, um, you know, I, I don't know if it is. Well, we have to continually ground ourselves in truth and we have to spend some time in some cases meditating and, and asking ourselves, man, where am I finding my identity? And we have to unhook ourselves from those things. And that's a matter of prayer and of God working in our hearts and and of thinking and of, and of choosing to look at things differently. Um, you know, I'll just give you a little bit of an example here. Um, Let's say that I find myself really getting upset whenever a parent questions one of my decisions in the classroom. Well, if I'm thinking about this and I spend some time thinking, perhaps I discover, you know what, like I 
really like I it's so important to me that that people see me as a good teacher. And I asked myself like like so and I could get there by asking like why am I so upset? Well well I feel like these parents aren't seeing me as a good teacher. Well why does that matter so much to me? Well I really just want people to think I'm a good teacher like that's what I've always wanted to be. That's always been my goal. I work so hard and it's just really important that they see me as a good teacher and I feel like when they don't I you know so as you're asking yourself these questions, you might come to this realization, yeah, like my worth is tied to how people see me and, and whether or not they see me as a good teacher. And then that's an opportunity to pray through that and to start changing the way you think about it, to, to tell yourself, you know what, how people see me isn't that important. Um, what God says about me is more important and maybe memorize and meditate on some of those scriptures that we just talked about and to think through, you know, how does God see me and how is that more important than whether people think I'm a good teacher? And I think I think changing identity um, is part process, but it's also part decision of saying I'm choosing to let go of this thing that I've held on to and um and seeking to root my identity in Christ instead. And it's and it's a process, process for sure. Uh, but you can start that process right now. So some things to to just think about, you know, where are you tempted to find your identity and worth in? And what would it look like if you started finding identity and worth in him instead? So something something to think about. And what we're gonna do right now is we're going to go into a little bit of a time of um, guided prayer where you can think about that. And then I'm going to come back and share our discussion discussion questions and some topics that we're going to talk about next week. But let's take just a moment and consider this together in prayer. If you have it, if this is the first um, of these episodes you've experienced with, what I'll do is I will give us a prompt and then I'll just be quiet for a few moments and give you time to pray right now, whatever you're doing. Um, just take some time to speak with God about this. Father, we thank you so much that you are always with us. We thank you that you have given us an incredible identity in Christ. Teachers, we're going to take a few moments and just thank God um, for who he says we are. I'm going to list some of these one by one and give you a few moments to thank God for them. First of all, we are God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved. We are members of his household. We have been declared righteous. We are citizens of heaven. We are accepted and brought near and are his child. We've been made free from sin and become servants to God. And we are His ambassadors. As we thanked God for who He says we are, take a moment and ask God to reveal to you where, um, where you've been placing identity and worth outside of Him.
If you've identified or the Holy Spirit has revealed to you an area where you've been placing your identity and worth, then confess that to Him and ask Him to um, surrender it to Him and ask Him to change your heart and to help Him see your, uh, help you see yourself as He sees you. Father, we thank you for the incredible grace of Jesus and ask for help and strength for each teacher and uh, educator that's listening. Father, please reveal our hearts to us. Show us day by day um, where we're finding our identity and worth and other things and help us to root it in you and in the work of your son. And we pray for all the challenges teachers are facing right now that you will fill them with peace and joy and guide them, Father, um, into what you would have for them and the solutions that you have, Father. And may you use all of these to draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope this week's episode has been helpful for you and gives you something to continue to think about. This is something that might take some time to continue to think about and process. And I encourage you to process it together with fellow believers that you know in your life. And I also encourage you to join in on our discussion. There's two ways that you can join in on the discussion with um, fellow teachers and fellow podcast listeners. One is in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. And the other is on the blog post for this series at teachfortheheart.com slash challenges. And this is the question that we're discussing. Where are you tempted to find your identity and worth outside of Christ? And what does it look like to find your identity and worth in him instead? So head to either the Facebook group or to teachfortheheart.com slash challenges to share your thoughts and listen to what other teachers are saying. I can't wait to see you next week. We're going to be talking, sharing a very special interview with Ellie Holcomb, singer, songwriter, and author of Fighting Words. Um, She's going to talk about how we can use scripture to fight back Satan's lies and speak truth into our soul. One more thing before we go, I want to let you know this is, if you're listening to this when this episode airs, this is the last day for our Teach Uplifted giveaway where we're giving away a free copy of the Teach Uplifted devotionals. If you go to teachfortheheart.com slash giveaway, um, then you can enter that giveaway and you everyone wins the free copy. So everyone gets it. Um, there's a grand prize as well, but everyone gets the free Teach Uplifted devotionals at Teach Uplifted, I'm sorry, teachfortheheart.com slash giveaway. And if you're listening to this after that giveaway has ended, um, make sure you're on our email list so that we can notify you of future giveaways. You can sign up for email updates at teachfortheheart.com slash podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Can't wait to be back next week with our very special interview with Ellie Holcomb. Um, In the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.